It's time again for a wild conversation with the Greater Vancouver Zoo. Here are Jess and Wiggy. Hello and welcome to another great episode of A Wild Conversation with our very favorite zoologist, Manita Persaud. How are you this week, Manita? I'm doing well. How are you guys today? We are excellent. Thank you for asking. We are talking about mountain goats this week. Yeah, mountain goats. Now, for the number one bullet point you have on our sheet that you (laughs) send us, it says not goats. Are they not goats? They aren't actually goats. They are um, under the family Bovidae, so they're more closely related to bison um, and bighorn sheep. And they actually have no close living relatives in North America. So their closest kin is in Europe and Asia, and they're not very similar. So they're actually most closely related to antelopes and gazelles. So why the heck are they called go- mountain goats? Can like can we rename them today? Can like we call them like mountain gazelles? Bovines, mountain bovines. <laughs> mountain bovines. That puts an odd picture in your mind. <laughs> it does, it does. Well, their behavior and the way that they look is very similar to goats. So you can see why um, people would call them that. But when you actually look into their genealogy, they're more closely related to gazelles. An antelope. Which I'm picturing, <laughs> it's funny because when I picture those animals, I'm picturing like the savanna desert or like the yeah. savanna, you know, but I don't really. picture mountain goats to be in the, in the savanna like that. No, no, not at all. And like when you think of an antelope, I think of, you know, long legs, a tall animal, large horns, you know, I, I don't picture anything that looks similar to a mountain goat. What is the physical description of a mountain goat then? So mountain goats really are stout-bodied mammals, and they have a very thick white coat, which suggests that the species evolved for thousands of years in close association with snow and ice. Because, yeah, when I'm, I mean, I think when I've seen pictures of mountain goats, it's usually on the side of a mountain that's snow-covered. Yeah, and working so closely with mountain goats, like I really understand how thick that coat is. So this time of year, all the mountain goats are actually shedding their winter coat. And the males shed incredibly beautifully. Like it comes off in a really thick layer. But the females always kind of maintain this thick, scruffy look to them. Like, you know, like they just don't do their hair on, on a daily basis. <laughs> Just like me every morning. <laughs> yeah, so the, the females kind of are constantly just look like a mess year round. <laughs> <laughs> the hot mess express. <laughs> so do you got do you have you have mountain goats at the zoo, right? We do have mountain goats at the zoo. Yeah. And where do they typically live? We've got them here in BC. We do. So they normally are Um, Well, in BC, they're present in all mountain ranges, except for Vancouver Island and the other coastal islands. And they tend to be more numerous in the northwest part of the province. Okay. So northwest, that would be like uh, the caribou? So they really follow the higher elevation. Uh, Anywhere that there is mountains that run through BC and down throughout the United States. That uh, is where you find mountain goats. They really are high elevation specialists, so they need the rocky, steep terrain. And every time you see videos of of mountain goats, they're always like tiptoeing down this like 
really high stretch of of mountains, right? And it, and it looks like there's barely room for one of their is it a hoof or, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, are they 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 seem to be quite agile? Is that is that the case? Yeah, they are incredible. They have large oval hooves that are almost rubber like at the sole, and they're actually concave, so kind of act like little suction cups when they're walking um, on the snow and ice. Um, and it just makes um, it very helpful when climbing the steep, rocky terrain. Do they, I mean, do they ever fall off that steep terrain? A, a healthy animal? Not usually. As they get older, or, or the younger ones, there might be some slips. Um, but it's amazing what these guys can do. Vertical landscapes, the tiniest little lip or ledge, they're able to scale quite quickly. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw a picture online of these mountain goats. They were on the side of, like, it looked like a dam wall, and it was just, like, a 90-degree angle, basically, and these mountain goats were on the side of the wall, and there's not that much of a lip on the little ledges there, but they're just yeah. hanging out, climbing around. I'm like, what if they fall? Because they're going to fall to their death. Yeah. No, it's crazy, but it's amazing what they can do. Now, so being up being up there in the mountains, I mean, there's other type of, uh, you know, there's other types of animals and, and maybe some that are a little bit more um, ferocious, I guess, uh, than mountain goats. Are they... Do they have to be careful with where they, you know, where they are out in the open? I wouldn't want them to be spotted by some cougar or something <laughs> like that. Well, the wonderful thing is that the places that mountain goats choose to live are not in high demand by other species or um, even for development. So that's actually one of the reasons why their populations have remained stable because there isn't a lot of competition for their habitat. Do they typically stay in herds or groups? of each other or are they kind of like solitary animals so they do come together in large groups during the winter when it's breeding season and will congregate around salt licks in the spring um but during the remaining remainder of the year uh they're only found in small groups so you'll often see like a mom with her kids um male small male groups will come together occasionally especially right before breeding season but they are predominantly solitary animals ah they come together for boys night (laughs) (laughs) guys night (laughs) what are some other behaviors of mountain goats so um their social behavior um really varies throughout the year Um, Males are only dominant during the breeding season, and it's the females who are the dominant ones during the remainder of the year. Okay, so they each have their seasons then. They each have their seasons, yeah. I was going to say they do actually vocalize. That's one of the ways that they use to communicate to each other, Um, and it does sound very similar to the bleat of a goat. Um, But most of their communication is through posturing. So the males actually have this wonderful strut where they'll like, kind of puff up their chest and arch their backs and really take these long, purposeful strides. Uh, and they do like to display their horns uh, with rapid head movements and will actually do little bluff charges. Sounds like me when I walk into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and Jess is, Jessica's like, what are you doing? Oh, man. I was going to ask you to give us your best goat impression, but uh, I won't do that to you.
<laughs> She's like, please don't ask me to do that. <laughs> well, I wish I was there to see it. I'm <laughs> uh, what about hierarchy? What does this mean? So hierarchy is just kind of like they're a social structure. So we've kind of already talked about that, how it's, you know, it's predominantly a female who is the dominant one in, in the group. And the males only uh, become dominant during a breeding season. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, it's nice to know that they have a hierarchy going on. This is a wild conversation with Manita Prasad, of course, of the Greater Vancouver Zoo. We're talking all about mountain goats this week. And when we come back, more with part two. Journey back in time and walk with the dinosaurs at Greater Vancouver Zoo's new Mesozoic Adventure. Explore, learn, discover at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. Visit gvzoo.com. Now back to a wild conversation with the Greater Vancouver Zoo. Here are Jess and Wiggy. Welcome back to a wild conversation uh, every Saturday morning with Manita Prasad, zoologist at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. We're talking mountain goats, uh, or, or maybe, I guess, not really mountain goats, mountain... Bovine. Bovine, <laughs> yes, this week. And uh, let's get into some facts, and then, of course, we'll get into our favorite part, uh, trivia. So uh, give us some facts, Manita. Okay, so although mountain goats are well-equipped for surviving in harsh climates, conserving energy in the winter is still very important. Uh, so you can imagine high up on the mountain range, it's, it's pretty harsh up there, and there's not a lot of vegetation that grows. So mountain goats spend the entire winter kind of hunkering down and, and surviving and maybe moving a little bit farther down the mountain to in search of some of this vegetation, but they barely eat anything during the winter season because there's not a lot available to them. Do they, do, where do they stay in the wintertime or like at nighttime? Do they have dens or do they uh, find, you know, some rocks to hide under? Where do they stay? Little yeah. goat hotels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they really don't um, like have a, have a den. They just kind of hunker down against a, a rocky cliff and they love to dig themselves out like little um, burrows, I guess. Um, not burrows because that's more like a hole, but like depressions in dirt where they'll just kind of sit in their hole. <laughs> <laughs> they got to have some place to live, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's another fact? So repeated disturbances can really stress these animals and reduce chances of survival. So when you think of, like, these guys really live above the tree line. So there's not a lot of disturbances from land. You know, occasionally there'll be some logging or mining. Um, but ecotourism and, like, helicopters and heli-skiing and stuff like that can really um, be very stressful for these animals. So because they're up so high, is there a, a risk of, like, avalanche? Like, is that something mm -hmm. that, you know, that they, I mean, I guess really can't know when it's going to happen, but is that something that could affect their habitat yeah. and their and yeah. their oh. well-being? Oh, no, it definitely can. But these guys are so amazing. So just to give you an example, like, they, they can climb so incredibly quickly, more than 1,500 feet vertically in only about 20 minutes. And that is actually higher than the Empire State Building. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So these guys can bound. Like a, when they see or hear an avalanche, they're well equipped to escape. Now, 
I remember this. I think it was mountain goats, but I was at a zoo one time, I think, in California. And in their uh, little structure that they had, they had, you know, rocks and stuff that was kind of like a little a mountainside. And I, one of the, the male was chasing the female around and around the um, structure, like the rock structure. And it looked like he was trying to tire her out because he wanted to mate with her. Is that a thing that mountain goats do? Yeah, so it's really interesting because courtship behavior is kind of done from the side. So males like to show off the broad side of their face. (laughs) Um, They love to show off their beards. (laughs) And they will also um, lick the female's coat, but kick her flanks as well. So that's, you know, kind of part of their aggressive mating behavior. (laughs) I mean, whatever works, I guess. You got to try around, it all. Running around in circles to, to try to tire them out is a bold strategy. Well, we were all scared because we thought, like, she's going to get very tired and, like, fall off of this cliff, basically. Right. And then what? Right. right. But, yeah. yeah, it was very interesting to see. Yeah. No, that's, that's part of the part of the game. Okay. So let's do uh, let's do one more fact, and then we can get into trivia. Okay, so uh, mountain goats can actually withstand winter temperatures as low as about minus 50 degrees Celsius. Oh, my gosh. And they can withstand winds of up to 160 kilometers. Um, And that's all thanks to their woolly coat. So these guys really are incredibly strong. And they're really top-heavy. They can actually, if they can get their hooves um, on something, they can scale it no problem because all their muscle is in their upper body. So they're really meant for climbing incredibly quickly. Um, I can, it's, it's kind of like when you picture um, uh, a muscle builder that works too much on their upper body and forgets about their legs. <laughs> Skipped out on leg day. <laughs> That's kind of what a mountain goat looks like. They're really top heavy. <laughs> That is so well. I'm not like when I picture a mountain goat. That's exactly what I picture. Some guy in some like uh, <laughs> yeah. like a one onesie 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 Olympic bodybuilding suit. Oh yeah, yes. the muscle yeah. shirt, and he's just yeah. like I'm jacked, but I forgot my leg day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to trivia. Okay. All right. So true or false? BC contains more than half of the world's mountain goat population. I'm gonna say false. I'm gonna say false as well. It's actually true. What? Wow. Yeah. People flock from far and wide to come see mountain goats in BC. So ecotourism for mountain goats is pretty big here. And it's because of our unique mountain ranges. It really is a unique niche for these animals. So let's say I took the gondola up to the top of Whistler in the summertime. Would they be present up there? Would you be able to get a glimpse of one up there? They would actually, I've never been up to the top of Whistler Mountain on a gondola, but is it higher than the tree line? I don't think it is. So you'd actually need to even go higher to see mountain goats. Really? It, in the spring, they do come come down, like that, because that's where um, vegetation and the salt licks are. So kind of like the caribou and the Kootenai mm. region, that's probably going to be your best bet to, to see mountain goats. Yeah, I grew up in the, like I was born in the Kootenais, and every time we go back there and we drive, we actually see them down on the road sometimes. Yeah. Or up on the hillside, you can you can catch a glimpse of them. Would you also find them in like Jasper, I guess, in like Alberta, right on the Rocky Mountains and stuff? Yeah, they do occur in Alberta, but I don't think they come that low, like, down to Jasper. Oh, okay. All right, what's another trivia? Okay, so female mountain goats 
are called A, Billy, B, Nanny, C, Kids, or D, Does. I'm actually going to say Billy. I'm going to say a nanny. Mm, yes, you're actually right. They are yes. called nannies. Really? So our yes. guy, our uh, male ones called Billies? Males are Billies, yep. Billies and, and nannies. Yep. <laughs> okay, another trivia. I'm on top right now, and I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, true or false? Mountain goats can spread their toes wide, even using them like pincers to grab onto rocks. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say false because I remember you mentioning something about the bottom of their, yeah. their their hooves as suction cups. Yeah, it is actually true, though. Oh. Yes. They, it helps distribute weight more evenly and provides extra traction, especially okay. when going downhill. Okay, Jessica, in total, you have tied it up since we've started keeping score. It's really? Three correct each. Okay, so all we, right. And we've got, we've got time for two more. Okay. Uh, both males and females have A, slender black horns, B, large shoulders that aid in climbing and digging for food, C, beards on their chins, or D, all of the above. I'm going to say all of the above. Ooh, okay. I will say B. You'll say large shoulders? Yeah. Well, it is actually D, all of the above. Jessica takes the lead. Yeah, they do look very similar. Females are noticeably smaller than the males, but, uh, yeah, they definitely look very, very similar. And, well, we've run out of time, Jessica. No, Sorry about that. we got one more. Okay, fine, said. one more. Okay. okay, let's see. All right, one more trivia question. Okay, a leading cause of mountain goat death is A, starvation, B, predation, C, stress, or D, falling off the mountain. I'm going to say A. That's what I was going to say. Starvation. Starvation? Oh. Yeah, I'm going to say A as well. Yeah, you guys are actually both correct. Awesome. But it's not from lack of finding food. It's that they actually wear their teeth down and are no longer able to appropriately chew their food. So the average lifespan of a mountain goat is only about 12 years. <laughs> they, need some, they need some goat dentures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do, uh, goat orthodontist. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Manita. Again, as always, we were talking about mountain goats this week, and we will be back again with another episode of A Wild Conversation next weekend on Saturday morning.